Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, well, now we're getting a little bit more muddled information on John Morant, so I guess we'll go over that. The Lakers play the Grizzlies tonight in game two of their series. They have a real opportunity in front of them. I know I stressed it yesterday like 73 different times on the Lowdown. I know I've talked about it with uh, now Sabrina, if you guys haven't heard already, on the lounge. Uh, you know, that's also on this feed. But, man, a lot of these other series are going to be really tough. And if the Lakers can get this thing done quickly and get some extra rests, that would be huge. So throughout the day, we were getting varying news updates on the status of Ja Morant. He took a, So heading into the game, you saw his hand fairly heavily bandaged, right? Like like very obviously bandaged. And then, you know, he drives to the basket. AD slides in. You know, Grizzlies fans will say late. Lakers fans will say perfectly on time. A charge happens, or according to Grizzlies fans, didn't happen. And uh, the end result of the play winds up being that jaw takes a fall, not just on his left hand, which took the brunt of the fall, but even worse, that right hand somehow slides underneath. I don't even know how to, to explain this. He essentially lands and slides over the top of his the knuckle part of his hand so that on the right side of his body, the wrist, like the d- directly the wrist, winds up taking the brunt of that fall. And... Uh, it looked ugly. He did not come back into the game. As I said yesterday in the lowdown, when he went back to the bench, he looked pretty bemused. He looked pretty just down and out. He was sporting a a much tighter wrap um, that that did not seem to allow for very much movement or motion. And then the game was over. And 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 then after the game, he sounded really down. Uh, on on his chances of being able to play and you know you kind of figured look if if this game happened say yesterday I don't think jaw plays zero chance whatsoever Um, now with an extra day of rest though we're coming to find out that one it's not a bone bruise they made sure to specify that jaw's injury is a soft tissue bruise that doesn't seem to have made it all the way down to the bone that is a huge development because bone bruises, as we've all found out, are incredibly difficult to figure out when a player might be able might be available again. Secondly, as it pertains to that bone bruise, with the wrist in particular, uh, there are a lot of little kind of nooks and crannies that a bone uh, a, a bone bruise could take place. 
And in those nooks and crannies, as Jen has explained before on, on previous pods, that's where those bone bruises are really difficult to heal properly or in, in very much time because of the amount of blood flow that, that, that gets to those areas of the wrist. Secondly here, um, it was really interesting the way this was phrased over the course of the day where it's made pretty clear that Jaw's availability like is really going to come down to his ability to t- tolerate the pain. And on one hand, if you're a Grizzlies fan, you're like, okay, cool. He's a professional athlete. Like this should be, this should be, you know, he should be available. Um, now, I don't think like I don't think this necessarily came from the Grizzlies. Well, no, it did. Like this was their update. So I think it's kind of weird that they would put their guy out there like that, the face of the franchise, and and yeah, they're they're releasing like objective information i guess and it now comes down to like the way that we talk about it here is about whether or not this guy is going to be available uh based on whether he can kind of tough out the pain but you know look you watch you watch jaw play and you watch the way that he throws his body all over the place like i had matt moore on the show a couple days ago and he talked about how nerve-wracking it is to watch John Morant play because, you know, there's just... The, he, he plays like a young person who thinks he is immortal. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, pe- you know, people look see themselves as immortal because they haven't dealt much with physical pain, uh, you know, as much as, as others do. And... You know, I, I kind of look back on D'Angelo Russell and his reaction after he sprained his ankle uh, earlier this year. And he said after that game that basically you know, he hasn't had much experience with this. I can recall distinctly the first time I sprained my ankle. I freaked the hell out, man. I thought my foot was going to fall off. It got all hot. It, swole, you know, it swelled way up. And, and I didn't trust my ankle fully for a good little while. And the reason I say all of this, and obviously I am wired very differently from you know the people that we're we're, we're talking about here, but the reason I, I talk about all of this is uh, you know with Jaw, you 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 never quite know how somebody who maybe hasn't dealt as much with physical pain might deal with this kind of a thing, and uh, you know just just when we when we talk about whether or not he's going to be able to give it a go. I do think this is potentially one factor here is is that potential lack of experience. But but look, that's that is pure speculation on my point uh, on my part. I I still think uh, as Woj has said, uh, basically from from the get go here, that Jaw you know will wind up not being able to go. But I do think what this last news cycle might inform us about is his available availability moving forward had memphis just come out and said no he is not going to be available in game two then his you know whether or not he's going to be able to play in these games moving forward that you know really falls into question that you know you you just hard not to feel like he would not be available there moving forward but in this case if they're already kind of going back and forth and, and presenting it as more of a pain tolerance thing than an actual, you know, physical injury kind of a thing, uh, then that 
you know, that, that makes you feel like, especially with uh, an extra day between the next two games as well, uh, it makes you feel like Jaw will probably avail- be available, if not for game two, but certainly for one of game three or game four at some point there. And I know, I know, I know how much I have been harping on this. I totally understand it. I understand if you guys are sick of hearing me say this, but if Jaw isn't able to go, what the Lakers absolutely cannot do is take their foot off the gas in any way, shape, or form. Like, you look around the rest of the conference, yeah, I think Denver's going to make quick work of Minnesota. I think that series is pretty much over. I, I would be surprised if it goes all the way to six games. It's, it's, it's over in either four or five. Um, you look around the rest, the rest of the conference, right? Clippers-Suns, that's a split. Uh Kings Warriors so far that the the Kings are up 2-0 heading to Golden State. Golden State won't have Draymond Green available for game three. Um, I I guess I can share some thoughts on that here in a bit. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, But, you know, certainly you think this is real gut check time here for for Golden State. And, you know, this is where they they really kind of get to decide how far this dynasty goes for. Um, and I, I still think even without Draymond Green, I'm really curious what the odds are in the, in the spread are going to look like in that one. But I, I, I do really think that even without Draymond at home, the, 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 the Warriors figure out a way to win game three. And I still think you're looking at a long series there. So for the Lakers, for, for what the Lakers are looking ahead to here, it, this isn't just a a matchup against Sacramento and, and Golden State thing. You look at the way Phoenix has to play, they have like four, five, maybe six guys that you can honestly trust on that team. Um, that changes when campaign returns, but but even there, like you're looking at a seven-man rotation. Their main guys, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, those guys are going to be exhausted by the time the Lakers face them potentially in the conference finals. You look at, you know, we've already talked about the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors and how they're playing and how much effort is going to going into every single possession there on both sides of the ball. Whoever comes out of that series is going to be effing tired. And, you know, for the Lakers here and for Denver too, uh, both the Lakers and Denver have a real opportunity here if they take their opponent seriously enough to go out and win quickly and get a little bit of rest. And and why that matters is all of these teams from Den- you, Denver, Sacramento, Golden State, uh, Phoenix, the Clippers, the Lakers, what separates those teams in the grand scheme of things are hairs. You're splitting hairs as far as the caliber of team, you know, as you, as you go through that list there. And, rest, uh, home court advantage, shooting, role players, like the, the, the tiny little things, fractions of fractions of inches are going to separate these teams at the end of the day. And for the Lakers, they have a real chance here to get a big advantage over who they play next. And then, you know, at, at not, not that is going to be important, obviously in the next series, but if Denver is able to take care of, of their series and then have a rest advantage against, you know, whoever comes out of the Phoenix and Clippers series, that matchup, you know, 
that rest advantage that will carry over. So if the Lakers, like what the Lakers have to do here is try to earn an advantage whenever they possibly can. And I know it's very easy here for the Lakers to walk into this one and say, you know, that we already earned at least the split. And, and, and hell, I think the Clippers are really going to look back on last night's game against Phoenix and say, God, that one really got away from us. And, and I think they're really going to regret that, that run that they were never able to kind of throw another punch in, in counter to. Uh, in, in the Lakers' case here, they have every counter available to them against Memphis. They have, I, I would say Memphis doesn't have enough counters to the Lakers if the Lakers really bring their A game. It's just a matter of this Lakers team, which we have seen just kind of trick away wins when they should have, when they should have taken care of business. That put them in the plane in the first place, right? Uh, this Lakers team, they really need to take this one seriously. They, they absolutely do. Let's see if they do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know what? I can't help myself. I am going to give some thoughts on Draymond Green. Uh, I think he is absolutely fascinating. He is just... Look, the, the Warriors don't go on this run without him. He's one of the most unique, maybe the most unique defensive presences that the league has ever seen, uh, especially at his position. Normally, you think the anchor of your defense is just in the middle there, and they just completely swallow up the paint. But Draymond Green was able to defend one through five in his prime. He, he, he just absolutely changed games defensively and was able to be so good defensively. And some of this is because of how great the rest of the players were around him, especially from the perimeter, that the, the, the Warriors at times were able to, to get away with playing him despite him being not really a threat, uh, not, a, not a threat at all to shoot. Now, he was a great facilitator. Like Basically, what I'm getting at is the Warriors don't go on this run without him. But even at the peak of their run, or, or near the peak of their run, he cost them a ring by getting suspended in the finals. And then here, uh, he is going to be missing the biggest game of their season to this point uh, because he just like can't help himself. And part of this is just who he is. Like Part of this is just, you know, in order to be Draymond Green, in order to be effective in the way that he is, and, and overcome, you know, the, the shortcomings that he has physically compared to the other guys that he's playing against out there, uh, you do need to be willing to overstep that line. And you do have to have some, you know, a screw loose up there in some regards. And eventually that is going to just kind of come up and, and, and jump up and bite you at the wrong times, as we saw in the final series and as we just saw the other night 
um, in, in Sacramento. And on top of all of that, on top of how stupid and, and dirty it was to stomp on uh, DeMontis Sabonis the way that he did, with Adam Silver in the arena, he's walking out there, you know, reining in the booze and, and showing everybody how, you know, he doesn't have any remorse whatsoever for what he just did, which he knew, like you knew in that moment it was the wrong thing to do there. Sure, you can explain it away and you can say, oh, shucks, he grabbed my ankle, whatever. It was still an objectively dumb thing to do. But because he's Draymond, because he has made a career out of stepping over that line and going from, you know, the the, the physical and the brutal and, and, and the in-your-face that is Draymond Green at his best, he does stray from that into the dirty. And sometimes the dirty jumps up at the wrong time. And and in this case, that's that's really what happened. I didn't think personally that he was going to be suspended. I thought the league for sure was essentially going to look at that and say, look, he already missed crucial minutes in the fourth quarter in a game that the Warriors could have won. That's that's probably enough. But I really think his actions after, you know, getting after doing something he knew he was going to get kicked out for, he goes out there and he's and he's cupping his ears to hear the booze and all of that. Uh, I think that adds to it as well. The league said his reputation here adds to it as well. And and yeah, he's he's going to be suspended. And that makes this road ahead that much more difficult for the Warriors. We already knew it was going to go at least six, right? Now, they might be down 3-0. And, and look, I already talked about like the fact that the Lakers have a real opportunity ahead of them. They might have to keep keep pace with the Kings here. That's another factor that we needed to, to, to think about. And that is, I think, a direct result of, of Draymond Green's stupidity. So, sucks. Uh, I, I still think the Warriors win, but I that, that isn't because of anything that we've seen. I think the, <laughs> that, is, that is completely me uh, trusting the Warriors, uh, you know, for, for what we've seen from them for the last 10 years or so. We'll see, though. On the Lakers side of things, last little topic here uh, before we before we get you out of here. I find it really fascinating, and I, and I know I spent a lot of time on this with Sabrina, but I really want to hammer this home. I find it really fascinating how little respect Anthony Davis apparently gets from across the league. It's one thing to have media members and, you know, the way that they kind of see the game uh, swayed, to see that swayed by recent events, right? I still think members of the media hold against him the way that he handled his exit from New Orleans. Um, I, 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 I do think that, you know, that gets held against him or, or his, his reputation as, as an injury-riddled player gets held against him more than others because it's an excuse to not give him credit for how great he is when the guy that won the award actually played 100 fewer minutes than AD did this year, uh, the Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, I, I, the media is kind of funny about those things. That, that said, normally NBA players, to a fault almost, respect talent. And the one thing you cannot question about AD is the talent. The talent has always been there. He is arguably one of the most talented, no, objectively 
one of the most talented players in the league. And when he plays like he did the other the, the other day, you know, on Sunday against the Grizzlies, you can make a real argument that at least defensively, he's the most talented player in the NBA. And for him to only receive one vote from his peers as the best defensive player in the league, that was really interesting to me. And I do think we've reached a point where he has become like hilariously underrated. And I do think, you know, a lot of that has to do with narrative and, and the way that like, say the NB, the, the, the TNT guys talk about him whenever they do. Uh, but, but, you know, that coming out the day before the Lakers play Memphis is going to be really interesting to see how he bounces back. Not even that he needs to bounce back, right? He played really well on Sunday. The Lakers won. But I do kind of wonder if he takes that information. And I hope that the Lakers, like I hope LeBron put the results of that poll, pasted it on his locker. And, you know, I, I, I would imagine this is something Kobe would have done, right? Kobe would have made sure that Anthony Davis saw that and, and said like, hey, man, Go prove those motherfuckers wrong because they are like he is. You want to say like, you know, if he is the best defensive player in the league, you know, I think a lot of people have real claims to that title. But to say that he only gets one vote in comparison to other people, that he is like on the same level as Marcus Smart or Walker Kessler or players like that, like, no, like that's just that's that's. The pendulum has swung too far in the other direction here. And I, I really hope that, you know, on top of everything uh, that goes into this series and, and the opportunity that the Lakers have in front of them, I really hope that, like, AD in particular saw that, saw the results of that poll, saw the results of, of the Defensive Player of the Year conversation and the role he didn't play in it, how little he was brought up in that conversation despite holding up a... a a Lakers defense that would have been a complete disaster without him. Um, the fact, like all of that coming together the day before a Lakers game, I really hope that he kind of like sat and thought on that and 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 uses tonight as an opportunity to 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 remind everybody again, as he did on Sunday. Hey, you guys forgot. I'm really fucking good. All right. That is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Uh, thank you very much to everybody who has tuned in so far. We're back in the iTunes Top 200 stuff, and and uh, you guys asked for it loudly enough that I did go out and, and, and launch a Lakers Lounge page. That is uh, youtube.com slash at Lakers Lounge. Or you just go to YouTube and you know type in Lakers Lounge. It'll pop right up there. So that is available for you. Still have all the stuff that I'm putting together on Substack. I hope you guys subscribe to that. If you have any questions that you want covered um, and, and, and want that guaranteed to be covered, leave that in the form of a five-star review on iTunes. We have, we're, we're, we're just about back up and running in the way that I wanted to be uh, as we kind of bounce back from recent events. Uh, so shouts to everybody for, for getting right behind us in the way that you you know you guys have i really appreciate it um and and yeah big game tonight let's see how it goes i i'm nervous i'm concerned about the letdown game but also you know I, they might they might be able to pull this off let's see <laughs>